Hey everyone, it's me, Ian Shapiro, your host for Politics Explained. Today is Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. Let's explain some Donald Trump tweets. To this morning on Twitter, Donald Trump tweets, The U.S. has been talking to North Korea and paying them extortion money for 25 years. Talking is not the answer. Here, the most important thing to look at is the talking is not the answer uh, quote from Trump. Now, other uh, journalists, uh, most immediately Tamara Keith from NPR, asked Secretary of Defense General Mattis about this tweet, and his response was, we're never out of diplomatic solutions. This seems to be in contrast with the more Trump Trumpian tweet view that uh, talking is over with North Korea and that it would end up with some kind of military or at least non-talking solution. Uh, anyway, Trump is out of step with his Secretary of Defense, it seems, but it's a tweet, so there's a lot of context that we may be missing. Next, Donald Trump tweets, After witnessing firsthand the horror and devastation caused by Hurricane Harvey, my heart goes out even more to the great people of Texas. Donald Trump landed in Corpus Christi, Texas yesterday morning. Uh, if you'll remember, a lot of people were talking about, and this show included, talking about Melania Trump's awesome four-inch heels. Uh, she was kind of being a baller there. I didn't see any photos um, of her after they landed. Uh, Trump did get a little bit of flack for, you know, arriving at um, a hurricane site and essentially saying, wow, look at the crowds. So little goofy Trump there. Uh, Donald Trump also tweets, after reading the false reporting and even ferocious anger in some dying magazines, it makes me wonder why all I want to do is MAGA. So make America great again. I'm going to be honest with you, I spent about 15-20 minutes uh, trying to see which magazines he was talking about, and I honestly couldn't find them. And in all of the news reports that I basically looked at yesterday, scanning through what the media was saying on you know left, right, and center about Trump, I couldn't find very ferocious things that they may have been talking about. I'm not sure if it was about Harvey, I'm not sure if it was about uh, ca former campaign chairman Paul Manafort or, or, or the Cone emails, which we may get to later. Uh, there was just, this just seemed kind of like a strange uh, tweet. So next, finally, Donald Trump says, we'll be leaving for Missouri soon for a speech on tax cuts and tax reform, so badly needed. Now, you can argue with the so badly needed part, but we haven't seen large tax cuts and massive tax reform since like the 1980s, so since the Ronald Reagan days. So he's definitely right that we haven't seen them in the United States for a very, very, very long time. Uh, it remains to be seen what exactly those tax cuts and tax reform will look like. Ostensibly, Donald Trump has been speaking with Speaker of the House Paul Ryan and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell on what an outline for this legislation will look like in the coming months, uh, but it does remain to be seen if what Trump talks about tonight, which is kind of going to be the unveiling of this tax plan, uh, will actually end up being what is passed or even what is talked about or proposed in Congress. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Trump is in campaign or legislating presidential mode tonight in Missouri. Hey, thanks for listening to Trump Tweets Explained. That is a segment of Politics Explained. Uh, we'll be back with more politics in just a moment. I am your host, Ian Shapiro.
Hey everyone, it's me, Ian Shapiro, your host for Politics Explained. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about where Trump's approval is currently at, according to you know aggregated polls and survey research firms. And today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the people who support Trump, who did support Trump, and who still support Trump. Because we kind of looked at Democrats and Republicans and saw that across the board, Democrats tend to like or dislike Trump, sorry, and they dislike him for many reasons, his personality, uh, his approach to the office, his policies that he is trying to uh, pass through on his agenda. As for Republicans, we had a bit more interesting of a puzzle to solve. We had some Republicans who liked Trump, some who disliked him, and some who had mixed feelings. And across those like, dislike, and mixed feelings, we had a whole swath of maybe they like his personality as a president, maybe they like uh, the way that he's tough on uh, you know foreign uh, and international institutions. Maybe they like just his uh, his policies here at home, right? So we can actually look at among Trump supporters what they actually like about Trump. So we saw that about 36% of the public generally likes the way that Trump is being president. And among those 36% of the larger population, more than half of those individuals generally are able to volunteer something that they like about his personality or general approach to the presidency. However, those individuals are only able to, at about a 14% rate, also say things about Trump's policies that they like. So here it seems that supporters of Trump like his personality a bit more than they like his policy. So then your question is, what is it about his personality? What did these individuals specifically say about Trump's personality that makes them like him? Well, they point to his leadership and his determination to keep his promises as positive personality traits that they like seeing in their President Trump. Other individuals like Trump simply because he is not a typical politician. So you can see some varied views on why Trump's personality is persuasive or likable. Uh, among individuals who dislike Trump, there's, again, not a lot of variation. The most common response about, like, uh, you know, what, what do you like about Trump among his detractors, the most common response is just saying, nothing, I don't like anything about Trump. One finding that we are seeing among Trump supporters is that while they may have mixed feelings about his personality and his policies, they generally don't have as much mixed feelings about his Twitter usage. Uh, most Americans dislike or disapprove of the way that Donald Trump conducts himself on social media. Aside from his kind of strange social media presence, uh, the people who do support Trump, one of their uh, more unifying critiques is this idea that he may be an obstructor of the Republican agenda because of some of his hostile uh, engagements or interactions with individuals on his own party in Congress, like Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, um, those types of individuals. Anyway, I think that this is all very interesting because it gives us a stable way to measure and understand, one, who likes Trump, number two, why do they like Trump, and number three, 
what could Trump do in order to get the individuals who have kind of mixed support um, among his base for Trump uh, to like him even more, right? So we can actually use this information for practical purposes. Uh, for more uses of information for practical purposes, you're listening to Politics Explained. I am Ian Shapiro. Hey everyone, so I realized when I was in high school and undergrad, one of my favorite types of websites to go to was one of those political fact-checking websites. And I also realized I hadn't really gone to one of those very often. Usually when someone says something like crazy or kind of dubious uh, on air as a politician, I go to someplace like Mischief of Faction or The Monkey Cage, which are generally political science blogs. One's hosted on Vox and the other is hosted on The Washington Post. Uh, anyway, I thought I would uh, take a stroll through memory lane and just look at a top result on PolitiFact and, you know, see how they're doing, see how critical they are, see what types of uh, you know, statements or messages they are being critical of nowadays. So let's get started on that. Okay, the top story is one that I'm very upset about. Uh, it's, it's not directly a political story, but it could be. Some of you may have seen a viral photo going around the interwebs uh, showing that there was a shark that landed in the Houston uh, highway area after being taken there in the wake of Hurricane Harvey. Uh, apparently, this is a hoax photo. The original tweet actually does, to its credit, say, Believe it or not, this is a shark on the freeway in Houston, Texas. Hashtag Hurricane Harvey. But here's kind of the best part. While this photo of a shark on the interstate is in fact fake news, it is slowly becoming an urban legend, as basically after any big tropical storm, flooding, or hurricane that we've seen in the last five or six years, this exact photo seems to crop up. And the shark that's used in it is, you know, photoshopped in a bunch of different places. Uh, so this shark just kind of follows hurricanes around. He's kind of like a shark, uh, you know, hurricane chaser, even if the whole thing is made up. It still makes for a good urban legend. So if you see a shark in a photo uh, swimming around the Houston interstate, uh, know that it is fake, but also know that it's still terrifying. Either way, it's still terrifying. I don't want to get out of my car and there be a shark there. So for more on the things that I'm terrified and also updates on Hurricane Harvey, the fake news and the real news, you are listening to Politics Explained. I am Ian Shapiro.